There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hello all, it's Helen here, the voice of Azu from Rusty Quill Gaming and the host and director of Enthusiasm. Today, I'm here to tell you about... The Program. The Program audio series is a science fiction anthology podcast set in a world where money, state, and God are fused into a single entity. Every episode is a standalone story featuring ordinary people inhabiting this extraordinary world. And for them, it's not the future that is terrifying, but our present. The Program is sometimes funny, sometimes poignant, but it is always smart. Find out more about the program at www.rustyquill.com or www.programaudioseries.com or search for the Program Audio Series wherever you listen to your podcasts. Have fun and enjoy the episode. Welcome to episode 37 of the Rusty Quill Gaming Podcast. I'm your host and GM, Alex Newell, and with me today, for another adventure in Paris, I have... Ben Meredith. Lydia Nicholas. Rick Monroe. James Ross. And who are you playing? Zolf Smith. Sasha Rackett. Hamid Salah Haroon Al-Tahan. Sir Burton McGovern, who for the next three to four episodes will be suffering from a curse of mild head cold. <laughs> <laughs> but we power through. We power, we through. power through. Never mind asbestos <laughs> curses from podcasts. I, I nearly introduced myself as Hamid when you said, when I have joining me. It was only these two saying their actual names. I was like, oh God, what's my actual <laughs> name? <laughs> I'm Jack Chick my was, character. Jack Chick was right. Yeah. <laughs> well, look at it this way. We've now spent 37 hours, give or take, in a very small room in close proximity that can do strange things and we've done it all in one marathon recording oh, it's, been yeah. Yeah. it's been crazy <laughs> throughout these references to Easter Christmas oh my God. passing events it runners took a just, lot of planning it did runners <laughs> just come up and bring us food and take away our bodily waste I, I kind, of, yeah. I kind of regret repeating in the same bucket I wish they'd use a different bucket <laughs> <laughs> can, we have, can we have more than one runner please Alex or at least more than one bucket, yeah. more than bucket yeah. I, I kind of regret repeatedly re- referencing all those celebrity deaths that we're now going to have to go and uh, actually execute no. ourselves yeah. over the next few months to make sure that new, the news cycle follows our references. Mm. I don't remember what the sun looks like. <laughs> you don't need sun, you need only games. Also, because of the way we record, this is the first recording that we're doing, which will be out after Magnus has launched, but it hasn't launched for us, so we're speaking to the future. Ooh, hello. Hello, future people. I hope that the world's still here. If it's not, I'm going to feel really silly. So, the Magnus Archives is up now, it's available on iTunes and all good podcasters, and we're releasing an enormous amount of extra episodes at launch 
A, as a thank you for bearing with us, and B, because we can. And that's cool. Do you need to know how many times Alex had to re-record that because he kept his voice shifting into a kind of unearthly moan? So I'm fairly certain that the Magnus Archives is the reason that everything went literally to hell at uh, Rusty Towers. So God knows what it's doing out there in the world now that it's available. But give it a listen. Who knows? It might be the, the worst thing that ever happened to your town, but it might also be really fun and interesting to listen to. Maybe both. Who knows? <laughs> yeah. Now, back on to what we actually do. So, picking up from where we left off. Ooh, a lot's happened, obviously, via flooded Dover, Zolf's brief career as a prisoner. I was having a really rubbish time, Jeremy. Yes, yes you were. And it got worse because then three of you, you know, the three that, you know, care, went across the channel on a boat whilst Bertie had a lovely train ride with no complications whatsoever. I don't remember, I, I don't remember any complications at all. It was fine, stop asking. <laughs> Long story short, via a brief stint in Calais where Bertie very nearly but didn't kill anyone because Hamid was there to, to smooth things over. Eventually, you all made it mm. to Paris and in Paris discovered La Triomphe, a hotel, a presidential suite, the most expensive suite potentially in the world, held in perpetuity in Sasha's name specifically, with surname <laughs> Sasha Rackett, with... Amongst other things. She does not trust us. <laughs> nice things do not end well. With a little letter from uh, Brock, I believe it was. Signed. Signed. Brock. And then inside the presidential suite, there was a list of names, wasn't there? Mm. And the party decided to, I believe you swung by the ordinators after, yes. after a night chatting with gargoyles from Sasha's end. And the most momentous thing happened, which is Hamid has a date. Yeah, he does. <laughs> I mean, you say that's the most mentalist thing. I did skip time and have my memory altered. But let's focus on the date. <laughs> let's focus on the date. Like any good TV show, everyone's yeah. all, always more interested in the romantic subplots than the actual massive <laughs> events. <laughs> World's ending, but... Oh. Will they? Won't they? Oh, oh my God. I mean, in the long term, they won't, because the world's ending. <laughs> in the meantime... So, we will pick up outside Lark Dordinateur and have just realised that Sasha's clearly had her memory messed with in some way. Go. Yeah, well, he, he was a nice chap, and then I, I was, I was here. I think, um, like he was. There's, there's it all went very well. I knocked on the door. I think. Or did I? Did I? Did I? Did I try and? I think I tried to break the door. Did I try to knock? No, I must have tried to knock. He was a very nice guy. There's definitely a, a, a spell on your mind, Sasha. I'm a bit worried. Maybe this man has some um, is is a mage of some power. I mean, if he can alter memories, that's quite um, yeah, but advanced. Why? Like, what did you? Very strange. Because we just had a nice conversation. There was there was nothing secret or weird. Well, that's the thing. Because obviously, there's something was because otherwise he wouldn't have bothered to wipe the memory. Because we still know that Sasha got up there and had a meeting. So it was the contents of the meeting, not the meeting itself, which is the problem. Is there a way to undo that? Um, Don't not... be messing around inside my head! Well, it's already been done. So. No, yeah, but like maybe that guy was an expert. You guys don't even we know what he is. An expert. <laughs> We're not, I'm not saying, like, <laughs> Hammond just start poking around in your ear. Don't worry about it, young lady. Just, just focus. Just look and watch my finger. No! <laughs> no one's getting in my head! Before you interrupt, I was about to say, no, I can't do that. Yeah. <laughs> so, um... I, I won't be. Maybe, maybe you could watch my finger instead. If you like. Good. What's this going to achieve? I don't know. Very soothing, though, isn't it? <laughs> 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 I've just 
found out a glimpse into Bertie's private life. <laughs> she's just sitting in a quiet room, just looking at his finger. Mm. <laughs> I'm very at peace. Yeah. <laughs> that didn't go as anyone thought it would. So no, no, I don't really know what to do next. Should we, should we at least go back to the hotel so we can talk about it's it? It's pretty properly? easy to sneak in though. Like I could, I could go in again. It'd be fine. Yeah, but he might get a bit annoyed and do something worse. Probably don't want to c- confront him until we've worked out what we can do about, you know, mind magics. Yeah. There is about five, six hours left before Hamid's date. So you've got a good solid afternoon ahead of you before you need to uh, But he, he, he has a magic day. item that means he's ready basically instantly. I'm always ready. <laughs> <laughs> so um, this might be a quick jog of memory. There was the other chap that we asked about who isn't working here anymore. And we, oh, yeah. we might, did we get a lead on him? Uh, no, but we know that someone else was asking about him, which was the reporter Amelie Rose, yes. whose name was also on our list. Right, so we should probably... And we have some contact details for Amelie Rose, because I got those. I say all that again in character. <laughs> <laughs> Skipping ahead, yeah. you, know, you all know that you have the address of a Ms. Amelie Rose. My French accent is terrible. Who was an apparently an investigative reporter, according yes. to the list that you have, who was in the Arc de l'Ordinateur asking after Dr. Jean-Luc Beaulieu, who was the ordinatist who is now not there. He left about six months ago. Yeah, he left six months ago. I made notes. I've got all this written down. Look, mm. see, this is very hard. I had a memory spell, so I <laughs> perfectly More character. authentic yeah, to her. Totally. Yeah, fair, fair. So, shall we presume that you are heading after Amelie Rose? Yeah. Okay, the contact details that you have are for a newspaper, Le Gazette Grand. Well, Grand, I can't pronounce it. The, the big, big Gazette. <laughs> hey, what the can massive I say? Gazette. <laughs> it's a double pay, like, broadsheet. <laughs> it is a broadsheet. One broadsheet. It's a massively broadsheet. <laughs> it's like five foot by ten. Yep. <laughs> oh, and like the big stories, big news, big time. It's like the Buster Keaton sketch where he just keeps opening it and opening it and opening it. <laughs> So it is an address in a significantly seedier part of town. Oh. Presumably you head off? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so we'll sort of montage the journey a bit. You start in obviously grand sweeping terraces, big blazing neon, cosmopolitan, lots of mechanical men and the occasional gyropter flying past in the air. But obviously you start heading down narrower and narrower streets and what was actually paved, you know, perfect flush paving, very well done, turns into cobbles, barely been there a long time. So, with the way that Paris has been laid out, are we heading into the suburbs or are we heading towards the Eiffel Tower, Eiffel Folly? Yeah, heading out from the centre, you're right that you are actually sort of, um, you are heading closer to um, Eiffel's Folly than you would otherwise have been, mm-hmm. but it's very clear that you are heading out from the centre, like central paradise area. It's a little bit shunted from real Paris in the sense of, like, there are parts around the Eiffel Tower that are quite nice. Whereas here it's very much sort of shunted a little bit away from that. So you are heading closer to Eiffel's Folly, drawing nearer actually. It becomes readily apparent even to everyone's eyes who aren't like looking for it that it's it's a big eyesore and it's clearly properly a shanty town. It's cardboard, corrugated iron, people have been clearly doing that for a long time. There is a police presence around the outside. It's basically they're quite happy to let people go in, but they're giving a lot of trouble to anyone who's trying to, you know, 
get out. It's sort of a nominal presence, really. Sounds healthy and sustainable. Definitely. <laughs> there are no problems here. Is, is there just a sign by the door saying, days since last riot with the solid? <laughs> <laughs> yes. A guy with a cast, his arm in a cast, goes up, lifts off a four, yeah. and puts on a one. <laughs> <laughs> so disappearing down more alleys and so on. The buildings, again, they're old style. They're actually quite well designed. Like they're good architecture, but very poor maintenance. And eventually you find yourself outside of a particularly seedy building. One of the doors is hanging off and it has an incredibly, um, really, really big Is it just uh, scrawled on the window in poop? A blowing past in the street. <laughs> <laughs> Enormous piece of paper. <laughs> It's actually Hitting a serious problem. Around <laughs> <laughs> this newspaper is a public menace. People are trying to fight them off as they blow down the street. There is a large filigreed sign in an arch over the door. It's a bit incongruous given how seedy everything is. But it's it's like you know the old style post offices how they had the big mm. grand kind of facade. It's like that, but in awful condition. <laughs> Neither rain nor snow nor sleet. No massive, massive, massive and terrifying. <laughs> ah, the paper storms of 1850. <laughs> I remember it well. So it's, yeah, look as like ground. You're in the right place, and there's no one at the front door. There's, it's not a particularly high up institution, clearly. I suppose. All right, this looks perfectly lovely. Should we knock? This is how all newspapers look, I'm sure. Bertie strides up to the door and knocks heavily with his fist. The one remaining door. <laughs> and just falls inwards. <laughs> cloud of dust, your hand appears to have punched through where it knocked quite lightly what's clearly a massive termite problem on top of everything else. I do hope they don't put too much stock in first impressions. Do you think it's shut down? I mean, they did say at the arc that Amelie Rose hadn't had been by a couple of months ago looking for Jean-Luc Boulier. Hannah pronounce it flawlessly. Editor's note. He speaks perfect French. Uh, well, we're here, so we might as well have a look. This looks like rather more than a couple of months' worth of neglect, I must say. I sneak in. Before you oh, sneak in, no. is the floor, is <laughs> no, the floor dusty? Is there signs of recent He's just, he's just asking for perception. That's yeah. It. Ah, right. yeah. There, is, there is signs of it being frequently disturbed. It, it looks like it's still in use. There's bits of detritus have blown in. Just terrible condition. You might notice that, but I stride in. Sure. Yeah, Give well, me a stealth check, Sasha. If you're just... Powering through and ignoring everyone else. Yeah. Go for it. I was going to say we could just be having a. Ooh, twenty. So we definitely even disturb the dust. <laughs> <laughs> we definitely, we definitely have that conversation, and then what do you think, Sash? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> right. I'm hidden behind a dust mode, floating <laughs> up the stairs. So creeping inside. The other dust moats are freaked out by how quiet it's got. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like a ball bearing covered in oil. <laughs> Heading into the main foyer, you see, like a lot of this sort of terrace, floating, floating flawlessly and not disturbing <laughs> any dust. Somehow, despite having no magical prowess whatsoever, stepping, stepping. <laughs> this is a spell level one. <laughs> <laughs> Heading into the foyer, like a lot of the terrace buildings from that area, it's actually deceptively large once you're inside. There's a lot of depth to it. There's a staircase heading straight up. There's a corridor to the left-hand side of that staircase running into shadow. And there are actually a couple of doors to the left and right. Turns out it sort of expands slightly into the properties on either side. Uh, are there All footprints? the doors are closed. The footprints there are is a clear track in the sort of dust and the dirt mm-hmm. leading straight up the stairs from the front door. I go up the stairs. Sure. Should, should we give her a minute? Should we follow her in? No, it's what she does best, I guess. Just let her in. 
scout. But if she wants to explore the upper floors, I dare say we can have a look around downstairs. Or we could do a circuit of the building. See if there's any... I don't know. Cut back to Sasha. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're the boss. <laughs> yeah, but I'm just... I, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not used to exploring newspaper offices. Cutting back to Sasha. So, heading up the stairs. Yep. You're at a landing. Mm-hmm. There are a couple of doors that are open. It appears there's been a decent amount of traffic. It's probably just one person or two. But on this landing, there are a couple of doors open and off to the corridor on the right-hand side, at the end of a corridor, there is a door that's closed. There is a sort of scritching, scratching coming from there. I sneak up to it. And okay. I can listen to the door. Perception check for the door. <laughs> is it a draw? <laughs> 17 plus, oh, what's my perception? 8. Yes, it's a strong exactly. start to the game. <laughs> Definitely We're doing a door! Yeah. <laughs> Made of wood, bit of glass. Oh. It sounds like oak, but it could be a different hot note. Yeah. So, listen Young in. oak. <laughs> From the north. <laughs> you hear the distinct sounds of what sounds like a pen or quill or some kind of writing implement on parchment, sort of behind it away. And then grumbling in French. French which, unlike the French you keep getting exposed to, where it's all posh and that, it's actually something that you can make out, and it's just filthy. It's just swearing. I knock on the door. I, uh, yeah, I'm just going to knock. Uh, what? Uh, hello, mate, but in French. Yeah, of course. How you doing, love, ducky? What's up? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. It goes very, very, words. it goes very, very quiet. Uh, are you like Emily Rose and stuff in it? It's clear there is someone trying and failing to be quiet. There's the sound of someone sort of being really, really silent, followed by oh, knocking stuff. And just you want to pick awful. up your pen, mate? You, <laughs> yeah. you lost it approximately three centimetres from the ground. Everyone apart from Sasha, give me a perception check. <laughs> Ten minus one is nine. Seven. Twenty-one. Twenty-one. Hamid, you see one floor up what looks like an extremely portly old man appears to have been really carefully lifting up the window and really carefully trying to climb out, doing a Hello! terrible job. He kind of stumbles, <laughs> then falls in a clatter onto the fire escape outside, a steel fire escape. Um, I will shout as loud as I can. Sasha, he's trying to climb out the window. We'll just say you can hear it. There's yes, not much noise in this end. Open the door and you go s- in. You see a pair of feet poking up outside the window because he's on his back in the fire escape, you recognise the patched and frayed souls of someone who's a bit down on their luck. Anyone who speaks French hears the most vile swear word imaginable. And then... I don't speak French, but I think I can... That, just, <laughs> that was said in a way. Like. He gets to his feet. I don't think there's any call for that! Looks in the window, sees Sasha, looks down, and then proceeds to start climbing up the fire escape to try and get to the roof. Alright, mate, we don't mean you any harm. I am going to get initiative rolls from everyone. In fact, I'll tell you what, while we're chasing up all of the battle map and getting everything prepped, we'll take a break and we'll be back in a couple of minutes. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Statement of Nathan Watts, 
regarding an encounter on Old Fish Market Close, Edinburgh. Original statement get Hello? Hello? This archive is off-limits. Is anyone there? Martin? Martin, is that you? I swear, if he's brought another dog in here, I am going to peel him. Let's try this again. The Magnus Archives, a weekly horror podcast by Rusty Quill. Available now from iTunes and all good podcast providers. For more information, visit RustyQuill.com. And welcome back. So, an elderly fat man, I won't get more specific than that, has darted with surprising speed up the fire escape and the last thing that you saw is him hopping over onto the rooftop okay there is a battle map drawn i will describe it in detail as it comes up first up is bertie you're up okay so bertie at the bottom of the fire escape with hamid and zolf and brutal in the papoose i think first thing that bertie will do is pick up hamid and toss him up so he's on the first bit of the fire escape so the ladder has not yet come down so he's going to do that first and then attempt to pull down the ladder okay Hamid, are you going to attempt to resist that in any way? No, it was my idea. <laughs> in which case, give me a strength check. Well, you're going to do it. I wasn't serious. <laughs> three plus three is six. So you are perfectly strong oh, enough to do so. <laughs> you're perfectly strong enough stuff. to do so, but you sort of mis- misjudge it a little bit. Hamid, still, give me a reflex save. Thirteen. Thirteen. Hamid still manages just by fingertips to get his hands on the bottom rung of the ladder, which immediately pulls down quite quickly, jarring you to the point where you end up letting go and falling back on the ground. But the ladder's now down. The ladder is down and about to start pulling back up because of the counterweight. We will say that was a full action for you to to do such an action. Hamid, you're up, as it were. You're prone, and the ladder is receding back up above you. None of my spells are helpful in this situation. Stupid. Spells. (laughs) Spells. <laughs> I can't set fire to anything, or maybe a little bit of acid on the mechanism. Um, I'm. <coughs> can I still see the guy? No, he's disappeared over the rooftop. I think, given the vagaries of initiative, and it's all kind of happening at the same time. If you want to slightly throw your action as a hesitation, I will do something that will solve the ladder problem. Hamid feels like he can't do anything, so hold his action. Again, it's been a while for listeners. A since we've done combat, and B certainly since this scenario has come up. So just to reiterate, last rooftop chase. <laughs> we did have one actually. Yeah, we have. The guy that could jump so well. <laughs> <laughs> There's a fond memory flits across your memory, uh, kind of distracting you a little bit and pushing you down the initiative order. <laughs> <laughs> so holding an action is where a character has decided, I may be able to do something this round, but certainly not quite this turn. So what I'm going to do is hold an action, i.e. you sort of step out of the initiative order, 
and get to reinsert yourself in a different turn. Readying an action is the one where you sort of, it's like a trap trigger in Magic if people play that, that kind of thing, whereby a certain set of conditions will activate your turn. Holding an action, that doesn't happen. So effectively you're saying, pass for now. Okay, in which case, Zolt, you're up. Cool, hop over to the ladder. Five foot step. And plonk my trident into it to stop it. That's fine. So I've got reach. Yay. Mm -hmm. uh, and um, then just heft it back down. That's fine. I'll say that's a full turn. So you ease. Yep. Sasha, you are currently inside the office as far as I'm aware, but right. sort of, I'll place you by the window ready to hop out if you want. Okay. Uh, I, being aware that people can drop things on you, I have a <laughs> stick, uh, my hand out, see if anything drops on me. A bottle immediately. <laughs> Shatters onto the fire escape. Oh. Ah, he did a lot for the listeners at home. He did not make me aware of that before. I, I was am just really, really happy with you. Yeah. Yeah. Really yes. happy with you. I thought, do I have a hat to stick out? <laughs> <laughs> but I don't. I don't. I just sort of waggle a hand. When I on my way up, did I see any other stairs going further up than this? Were there? Yes, you did actually. Okay, I will uh, go dash back in and dash up those stairs. Okay, we will for the sake of speed. I will say that you are midway up the other set of interior stairs. Mm -hmm. Did we see the dude lean over the parapet to drop that? Hamid, from the flat of your back, give me yes. a perception check. <laughs> 14. 14. You see a worried-looking man poking his head out just briefly and dropping the bottle. It was definitely that man who dropped the bottle. A few little shards of glass patter around you. I'm going to throw you a bone for once and not make you more damage for falling glass, but I should. I should. Okay. Go there. Stop littering. <laughs> Bertie, you're up. Uh, the, so the fire Well, I know I didn't get my action because I held it. If you want to insert, you have to say I want to insert. I'll allow you to insert now. Well, you're going to follow the rules. <laughs> <laughs> I saw the dude. I cast sleep. What's the will save? 15. He pokes his head, like I said. You attempt to cast sleep from the flat of your back. It's all very impressive, despite the fact that you're on your back. But nonetheless, he poked back. I don't think he even noticed that you were attempting anything over that kind of distance. Bertie, you're up. Uh, so the fire escape's now down. Bertie's now going to power up the fire escape. Go for it. I will say that we can get you to the rooftop in, we'll say, two rounds, because you have to climb the ladder and then sort of okay. jog up. Yeah, there's so a fire escape we have to do also. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God, he's so right-wing. Get off me. Get off me. <laughs> if that's what passes for the wit of the staircase. Oh, you're back. Thank you. <laughs> Zolf, you're up. Good. Where's the nearest gap in this terrace of buildings? Would you mind holding the ladder long enough for me to start climbing it? That's actually a really good point. If people are still waiting to get up the ladder, there is an extremely it. narrow squeezing space, sort of between two buildings, to the left of the building okay. that you're currently facing. However, it is a squeeze, and I mean that in the mechanical sense. Yeah. It's not an alleyway. Fine. In which case, I will hold my action. Okay. So not do anything, which just remains me holding the ladder, mm -hmm. and I will wait till after Hamid. Okay. Sasha, you are currently halfway up the interior staircase. Mm -hmm and just up the top of the staircase is a closed door. You are moving currently at speed, is running up. Is there a window? There is a window to the right-hand side of that doorway. Okay, I want to hop out the window. It is closed currently. Oh, can I try and open it? You could dive through like a pro. But I'm not going to dive through <laughs> there's like nothing on the other side. <laughs> you look really cool just before you dive. Yeah. Right, you're not, you're not Batman it? yet. Yeah. <laughs> One day. And it's just like, rather than Batman who'd sort of dive through and then swing around and climb up, she's sort of like, 
So much changing of initiative. Uh, I will now full run mm-hmm. to go through that speed. Move the same level. amount of squares that a normal person yeah, does. Full, full run is four times move speed. Yeah, but you can't full run. Oh. It's denied to you because of uh, the best you get. Do is double double move. Okay, well I'll double move. So that's uh, I've actually We've encountered this problem before. Yeah, we have. One, two, three, four. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, let me work this out. In one, two, three, four. It take you another turn to get to the sque- yep. to face the squeeze. Yep. Then bearing in mind that because it's a squeeze, it will be taking twice as long to get through. Well, come on, Alex, I'll move diagonally. <laughs> <laughs> At least. Okay, so we'll, we'll, we'll say that you're keeping up. I'm going to have some very quick turns. Okay, Bertie, your head is poking over the top. Give me a perception check to see the situation. Uh, six minus one is five. I'm on a roof. Yeah. <laughs> Nice roof. Oh, that sky, that cloud looks like a rabbit. <laughs> Chase it. <laughs> oh, I can't go into the sky. <laughs> I'm a man. <laughs> there are a load of rooftops. Yep. There is on this rooftop what looks like an exit for a stairwell over to the left, mm-hmm. and an elderly man who is currently just climbing down. Oh man, I should have checked that door. The was far open. side of the building. You just see his head going. And then he pokes his head behind the far side. As, as in over the far lip of the, the roof. The far lip, as in if you were to run across the lip, run across the roof and leap, you may get ahead of him, possibly. Yeah, okay, so Bertie's going to run over to the edge. He's not going to just dive off a roof. Sure. You can see that there appears to be some kind of corrugated roofing or something yeah. between the building that you're on and the next building, which is presumably what the old man is lowering himself onto. Yeah, okay. Okay. Sasha. I'm peeping out the window, and if I'm looking across there, I am on the back of the building, which the old man is also climbing down the back of the building to get to this corrugated thing. Can I peep out, wave, and you try and climb across? S- you see an old man dropping down, not climbing, dropping down onto the corrugated roof, which gives a very concerning wobble. Is the corrugated roof at the same level that I'm at? It is one level above you. And one level below mm-hmm. where Bertie is, so oh, you're you're on the second floor. Can, Bertie's on the fourth. Can Sasha see me? I assume no. if you're over the roof. No. So I will want to climb diagonally up to where he is. Okay. Give me a climb check. Assassin's Creed it. Yeah. yeah. 
13. Uh, plus five. There are multiple handholds. Yep. You managed to climb across to the bit that's corrugated roofing over. So what it looks like is there were actually two separate buildings. Mm -hmm. And it looks like someone's done a poor job of knocking through the wall of one mm -hmm. and knocking through the back wall of the first building, mm -hmm. the Gazek Ronde and had a temporary sort of walkway, wooden, mm. with corrugated roofing set up. Presumably it's laziness and cowboy builders. Where would you like to place yourself? Bearing in mind that you're currently clinging to a wall and he's stood. Yeah. So if you're worried about bottles, he could just heft them at you no matter where you are on the wall. True, but I, I just want to climb sort of almost directly up so that I'm level with him. Okay. So you're like, mate, I don't want to hurt you. I don't want to hurt you. We're just, we're trying to find a friend that's, that's hurt. English or French? In French. I'd assume so. He turns, looks at you, gives a, ah! and then obviously we're sort of in initiative order, but it looks very clear like the first thing that he's going to do is dash across to the far side. It's now his turn. Yeah. How convenient. He does so. <laughs> he heads across. Climbs up onto here. So he's now on the fourth floor. That, that roof is level with the roof that Bertie is yes. on. Okay. If you wanted to leap across without going via the corrugated, you could do so, yeah. but you would be doing checks and it's a fourth floor fall. It's, but if I do it over the iron corrugated bit, that's only one floor down. Exactly. Okay. Very heavy and it's very so badly built. Also, what you'll notice <laughs> is both of you notice that the second that he hops over, he also ducks down beneath the ledge. Mm. Okay. Hamid. Uh, I follow Bertie, get up onto the roof mm -hmm. and move my movement of one, two, three, four. Aww. To stand next to him. Next to you, like, aww. I am no faster than he is. <laughs> I am not wearing anything heavy, but I have very little legs. Yeah. Zolf, you're up. Right. Oh, you're at the squeeze like you're a up. pro. I'm at the squeeze. It looks full of rubbish. Broken bottles, bins and things like I'm, that. I'm in chainmail and have been swimming in sewers. You're not in chainmail. <laughs> That's fine. I need to take away all these blooming... Yeah, I've rubbed it out. See? Cool. Past Ben is wise and cruel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Screw you past me. Um, yeah, fine. I'm not in shape or scare. I'm not in any kind of mail. I'm in clothed mail. Yep. Yeah. I'm dressed in a mailman costume. <laughs> so. You're in a man costume. That uh, must not fit very well. Bertie, no, it's got like a head on You're top. off. Right. Okay, so Bertie presumably has seen uh, the old man dip below the ledge on the other side because mm -hmm. it's all at that height. Um, Bertie is going to uh, move to the edge and is going to unleash Brutor from the papoose, throw him <laughs> over the ten foot gap between the buildings. <laughs> okay. Bearing Brutor, fly, then kill. <laughs> We'll say oh that God. it takes, I am going to say it takes a standard action to get a dog who is smart enough to realise that this, whatever's happening I don't like, is going to be pulled out from your yep. insane papoose I cannot believe is canonical. But nonetheless, <laughs> by next round you can be heffing him into initiative order, as it were. What costume is he in? Oh, that is a very important question. He's got uh, Angel of Death. He's, no, he's got a He's got a little fedora with a little um, a little matchbook in it with press written on it. Oh, <laughs> oh that's adorable! Isn't it? I'm going to allow that. Oh, Thank I'm you. Say that you preemptively had something we're made. Going to the newspaper office. Obviously, we're doing that. Yeah. Bought a little hat on the way yep. over. Yeah. <laughs> It's got a little Eiffel Tower on it as well. Oh, <laughs> got a, you've got a little bit of souvenir tat yeah. and put press on it. On it. Sasha, you're uh, up. I climb onto the lower roof thing, run along, and I'm going to try and climb up. Less worried about him stamping on my hands now. I am 
gonna get this guy, gosh darn it. I will take a climb check to get you onto the roof. Mm-hmm. Uh, 24. 24. And so on this roof. <laughs> so I've climbed up onto the corrugated roof and I want to climb onto the next bit. Um, what I'll do is I'll fudge it a little bit, give me another climb check and we'll say you just take a sort of wall run up. I climb, climb so hard. Ooh, two, so seven. You do not succeed. In order Scrabble. to shave time, you know, you're running yeah. and you basically wall run up grab onto a piece of cornicing which yeah. just breaks in your hand. It's clearly very old. You fall back and onto you slam onto the corrugated roof which creaks ominously and you hear a, like a couple of bits potentially breaking. You're not sure. You can't see. Everything's still level but it gave a very worrying shape. Does Percy hear and see that? You see all of that play out. Right. Uh, Sasha... Because uh, like... you can see chunks of the beneath structure falling away a few falls. Right. Uh, and that's the roof that's creaking of that bit? That's the entire walkway okay. that she landed on the roof of. Uh, Sasha sort of repositioned herself for it slightly like a cat that you didn't see do that. Didn't, didn't see it fall over there. That's ex- This is exactly where she wanted to be. I'm just looking looking up, getting a better get a, getting a better view uh-huh. of that. Uh, my fur is fine. What are you looking at? I didn't fall off that. <laughs> there is no food on my nose. <laughs> you are having to do all of that from prone though, because you fell on your back. No! <laughs> I just Lounge. wanted to lie down here. Yeah. <laughs> oh, a bit sleepy actually. Yeah. Ooh. So, the old gentleman pokes his head above the parapet and is hefting something heavy. It looks like a sack or something. He's really struggling under the weight. He looks down, sees you on the back, and then says in French, I'm sorry! And then tips <gasps> it over the side. Oh, he going down! The sack, you don't know what it's full of, slams through the corrugated right. um, Not roof. on me. Not on you, it slams next to you, but it just plows through it. It punches straight through it. Give me a reflex save. Only 13. 13. Sash is damaged again. So, the corrugated roof, the sack punches through. The corrugation just breaks completely under the whole lot falls away. Bertie, you see Sasha going from trying to sort of make it look like it's okay to just shock as the whole thing just disappears under her. Before you can even make a reflex save to try and reach out and grab onto the wall, you are just dropping the distance. Oh dear, that's uh, falling damage is pretty... It's severe. not from a third floor, it's not going to be too bad. Okay. It's going to be... I know most systems is like, falling damage. 3d6 <laughs> You are... Oh really? I am oh, rolling okay, it. That's, that's alright. Okay. Are you ready? Dude. How many hit points have you got total? Uh, 26. 26? You, you, you'll survive. 6 yep. plus... 2 plus... 6. Oh, brutal! 14. 14. You drop and... Oh, you, I am sore! Bertie, you see Sasha plummet. In fact, what, with the dust that's thrown up in the corrugated, you just don't even see where she lands. Mm. But you do hear the crunch as loads of masonry and pieces of pin- timber and other things fall, which will be dealing you another 1d6 oh. in detritus damage. Five. Brutal, these dice wow. do not... I got 20 for sneaking through an empty building. I love that we go from, like, a couple of weeks ago, it's, we're all, including me, rolling ones, and then this time we're all rolling really high, yeah. and either way, you guys suffer. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, you disappear down. I will deal specifically with you, and yep. like how it plays out when we get around to your turn. For now, just say ow, Hamid. You didn't see this play out because you're too far back. You just saw him heft say sorry, heft a sack over it, 
Probably and then heard, heard, of, yeah. heard a very big crunch. A Wilhelm scream. Yeah, Sasha, yeah. do you <laughs> scream? No. I did not think so. Five foot step? Mm-hmm. To the edge of the roof, so yep. that I can see what's happening. You see the old man, whose face is aghast. He's leaning over, he's not even paying attention to you two, at what, what's just played out. I say, Sasha, no! How could you? And cast magic missile at the dude's face. I was waiting for you to do resolve. Take her, not me! Take me! Oh, wait! <laughs> yeah, Bert, Bertie shouts. Yeah, take her! Take her, it's fine! Take her, not the dog! And because I'm now level three, Magic missile is twice as powerful as it used to be. Yeah, no longer is. is there a single projectile, now there are two. Uh, I do five damage. Five roll damage. One and a two on your D4s. Yeah. So. Stupid D4s. <laughs> Everyone hates them. Given that most of him is not really um, paying attention, we'll say it cracks into his head. He sees you then. He looks even more aghast and terrified. I guess it, uh, he wasn't thinking about being hit by magic. Well. <laughs> Zolf. Uh, does the alleyway reduce my movement speed? By half. Wonderful. I'll move ten feet. That was, that was the most sarcastic putting of a miniature on a table I've heard <laughs> for a long time. Look, we are all mocking you. The fact that you're going to be coming round. You were getting there first. You, you, yeah. You're yeah. certainly going to be getting Why to are Sasha. Are we mocking him yeah. for strong character choice? Yes. I'm not. Not really. Bertie, we will say if you still want to throw. Brutor is out of the papoose. You can either drop him to the rooftop as a free action, drop him over the side of the building as a free action. Why would I do that? I don't know. You're crazy. <laughs> or throw him as your standard action. Uh, this thing. So looking around the edge of the building, it's quite a long way for Bertie to run on foot. There's no way that he can get over this 10-foot gap wearing his big heavy armour. He's not going to take his armour off, do a running jump, then put it back on and then fight the guy. So he's going to throw Brutor and then it's going to start running around the long way around. Give me the strength check to get Brutor across. <laughs> This might be the end of the podcast. Four. Oh, this might be the end of the podcast. Plus three is seven. That's it. We're Does done. The dog make it. I like this. So no, lands, on, lands on Sasha, kills her, but the dog's okay. Yeah. <laughs> so just to spell this out for listeners and for the party, Brutal doesn't have a lot of hit points. No. The chances of Brutal surviving a fall from this height are very, very slim. This is a reflex save because Brutal gets them. You better hope he rolls well. Come on, Brutal. That's an eight. No. <laughs> didn't give Alex any room to fluff there, did you, Ben? You no. had to say it so the listeners know. Yeah, what we've done. This is what we've done. Bertie, in the heat of the moment, <laughs> throws Brutor over the side. There's a... <laughs> he falls short of the rooftop, fails to scrape onto something, and you see him <laughs> disappear into the cloud of dust currently filling the alleyway at the bottom, <sighs> which Sasha um, set up. Sasha... Oh, you still have a move action. I'm sorry. You just saw. <laughs> you just potentially flung Brutor to his death. What do you do? I think for Bertie's move action, his jaw just drops two inches. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what happens. That's fine. Sasha. Do you scream? Uh, a silent scream. Bertie's just killed the member of the party that he cares about most. Yes. <laughs> cares about full stop. Yes. <laughs> he cares about Hamid. Uh, and <laughs> oh, and yeah. Sasha very slightly. Yeah. And that nah, doesn't it's actively mutual. despise yeah. Sasha. Yeah. Okay. Now. Is there a reason Sasha, like, it's your for turn. me to try and catch the dog? I. <laughs> yes! You should try and catch You should tell you that. I need to try and catch Reflex the dog. save to try and catch Brutal. I will require you to have a perception check to see that there is a dog hurtling towards you at speed. Through a big cloud of dust. Oh, oh, no. oh no! You do not do 12, so. 12 total! Do now, I see the giant dog? 
Not Let's find out. Don't mind me while I roll four d6s. I wonder what those could be for. Could be for anything. Happiness dice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing this on the sly, by the way. I swear to everyone I will not lie. If the dog dies, the dog dies. But I do not want, want the party to know, to know whether yeah. the dog is dead or not. Okay. Does the dog land on me, on Sasha? You, on your turn. The additional damage. Boom! The sound of bone snapping crunch. There is the sound of timber. You hear it. And we'll end the episode there. (gasps) No! No! You know that people say they stop listening when they're worried about the dog, Alex. We've had people contact us and say that the episode where we weren't sure if Brutal was going to be alright, that they nearly didn't listen again. It was only when they saw us tweeting about him being happy in little outfits that they started again. This You know this! This is on James Dirty <laughs> Dog Chucker Ross. He, he landed in a farm somewhere. We're <laughs> 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 terrible people. <laughs> terrible people. Right, on that note, yeah, sure. We'll come back next week and we'll find out whether everyone's alright. <laughs> for, for the remaining whether... 15% of our audience. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. Forever. (laughs) Rusty Quill Gaming is a podcast distributed by RustyQuill.com and licensed under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial International License. Today's episode was recorded and produced by Alexander J. Newell. To comment on episodes, make donations, and view links, images, videos, and show notes, visit rustyquill.com. Rate and review us on iTunes. Visit us on Facebook. Tweet us on Twitter at TheRustyQuill. Or email us at mail at rustyquill.com. Thanks for listening. Yeah, Bertie's he's come out and he's told everybody his big secret and you're not being anywhere near as sympathetic as you should be. That's because he's a monster. He's a monster. <laughs> he's like, wait a minute. I'm an arsehole in chains. Yeah, yeah. But you're still well, an arsehole. That's, like that's his concept album. Arsehole <laughs> in chains. It's a big eyesore and it's clearly properly a shanty town. It's cardboard, corrugated iron. People have been clearly doing that for a long time. And there's a effectively a perimeter, a fenced perimeter around the outside of it, which has um, it's not particularly well maintained or anything. It Does has... cardboard exist? Well, yes. You was, mean in game? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just confused about the concept of cardboard right now. <laughs> Why was cardboard invented? Interrupting yeah. your regularly scheduled episodes. questions from Britain that <laughs> yeah. as well answer. <laughs> it must be a 20th century thing. Yeah, that's what I kind of. Maybe I'm very, ahead. maybe very late. I'm gonna Sorry, go, I'd, I'd... I'm going to go ahead and say permutations of cardboard yeah. were discovered paper. on during industrialized magical experiments yeah. and don't require magic to be made, but was an interesting accelerated. 1817. Oh. 1817. The first wow. cardboard box in England. Beautiful British product. <laughs> Every time cardboard. you look at a cardboard box, you should be land of... In a normal empty cardboard box, that's where, of course, we keep, keep the, the queen. compassion of the British Empire. So, <laughs> there we are. 
fact from the internet. <laughs> <laughs> we are disappearing down a rabbit hole. Really, really potentially boring, but not in, quite boring. The, the entire rest of this episode is just us discovering interesting, discussing interesting things we learned from Wikipedia. <laughs> we'll just get to the next one for more plots. Go right ahead. Specifically about packing materials. <laughs> in my defence, I'm really very ill. So <laughs> So, picking up, yes, there <laughs> is cardboard. that asked the trippy question. I'm contagious. <laughs> it's just swearing and really so vile I understand swearing. It perfectly. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's, this is Are what you're French to swear totally in get. French on this podcast, no. like no. Jean Luc Ricard does. No, there will be no swearing. Or in Chinese, like they're doing Firefly. Yeah. No, no, there will be no swearing because we have listeners. Can I swear in Chinese? There is only like one in China or something. That's that actually is that is part of our listenership. Actually, <laughs> we are a long-running D&D podcast, and anyone that has managed to make it to episode, what, 32? 37. 37 is, but anyone who's uh, taken is the likely... Trouble. I'll make you a deal, okay? Here's a deal. All listeners, if you're okay with us swearing in Klingon, let us know. If you're not okay with us swearing in Klingon, let us know. We'll tell you up and then we'll know. Please and if like you and are, subscribe. Yeah. <laughs> and, and if you are, please tell us some Klingon swear words. Because Brin only Bryn. I, I don't know any Klingon swear oh, words. Right. Yeah, oh, no. Please give us some Klingon swear words. I genuinely then. think less of you. I, yeah, I, I know one Klingon word, which means hello, goodbye, and I want to fight as far as I can work out. <laughs> That's all you need. <laughs> Initiative rolls from everyone. Yeah, Bertie's also chasing up the fire. We're all chasing up the fire escape, right? I'm not. And uh, yeah. you will have to jump up and pull down a ladder in order I, to... I'm going to ask Bertie to toss me onto the fire escape. Hey. Right. Nobody tosses a dwarf, but everyone tosses the half one. <laughs> okay. Toss me, Bertie, toss me! Toss Can me like one of your French girls. <laughs> up the fire escape. <laughs> <laughs> I smell a spin-off. <laughs> toss me like one of your French salads. <laughs> I, I would like to register my objection to the existence of a fire escape. It's clearly anachronistic. Hold uh, up. Of all the century. things that you have a problem with an anachronism, that's the one that you're... Are we going late 19th century? I mean, bearing in mind we didn't have a problem that's... with, you know, a lightning elemental running the Eurostar. Like, it really, it does depend on... At the risk of opening a can of worms, I have actually considered this, and part of it is you have a completely, you have an artificially globalised society, thanks to all of the meritocrats, ha. where suddenly you've got, rather than countries... We've done it again! Massively One of the first fire escapes of any type was invented in 18th century England. I am, I am so on this! Every <laughs> time you escape from a burning building, you yeah. think, <laughs> it was, um, <laughs> yeah. Hold up, what was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, everyone. It's Helen here the voice of Azu, Enola, and Laverne. Today, I'm here to tell you about Woe Begone, a podcast launched on the RQ Network. Woe Begone is a weekly horror sci-fi audio drama series about the nature of power and the implications of linear time. Woe Begone follows Mike Walters, who discovers a mysterious and violent online game. What begins as an exploration of an alternate reality game with real-life consequences quickly becomes a search for the technology that makes the game possible. Each episode has a unique soundtrack composed by creator and writer Dylan Griggs. Listen to Woe Begone, 
spelled woe period begone, wherever you listen to podcasts. Or check out woebegonepod.com for episodes and transcripts. Have fun and see you later.